Welcome to the No Vision Internet Radio Show. Today's special guest is Mr. Daniel Villegas and my co-host, Mr. Jesus Bautista. We're broadcasting live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We have all these things. Just look for No Vision Internet Radio. Also, we're audio. We're, we're streaming the audio live on NoVisionInternetRadio.com. So before we go on, just want to say, how, folks, hello to everyone. Thank you for your support, folks. Uh, the video they had with uh, Mr. Pablo or Paul Garcia has hit 700 views. Thank you so much. Next, just a uh, programming note. Next week, we're going to have Mr. Cruz Morales from the El Vadio Sports Club. And we're going to have that next week at 2 p.m. So before we go any further, I want to introduce Mr. Villegas and Mr. Jesus Bautista. Mr. Villegas, good morning, sir, or good afternoon. How are you doing, sir? Good, good. How about you, sir? Oh, awesome, sir. Mr. Bautista. I'm here. <laughs> He's here. I'm like, I'm just here, whatever. Um, so to start the conversation, folks, I think it's um, to bring context to what me and, me and Mr. Bautista and Mr. Villegas wants to talk about is the present. People have, you know, issues in, in the past, like myself, I am visually impaired. And, and, but Mr. Villegas is something that you, you, you see movies on. And, but to start the conversation, I'm going to play it out with Mr. Villegas' uh, permission. I'm going to go ahead and play a, a clip of what started this conversation uh, three years ago. Uh, was that 2018, right, sir? Yes, sir. Okay. October 5th. October 5th. This is from KTSM. It's the reading of the verdict. And and just hear the people, the background, uh, you know, the emotions. And, and, and like I said, that's the path. But that, that starts our conversation. So let me go ahead and bring that up here. Please be seated. We are back on the record in cause number 940D09328, the state of Texas versus Daniel Villegas. The records reflect the attorneys for the state, the attorneys for the accused. The accused are present in the courtroom. The court has brought the jury back into the courtroom, having received a message that they've reached a verdict. Madam presiding juror, have you in fact reached a verdict? Could you please hand the charge and the verdict form to the bailiff? who will deliver it to the court so that I can ensure that it is in proper form. The court does find that the verdict is in proper form. If the defendant will please stand. In the District Court of El Paso County, Texas, 409th Judicial District, the State of Texas versus Daniel Villegas, Number 940D09328, verdict form B. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daniel Villegas, not guilty of... Wow, that's uh, tell you what, folks. Uh, so let me ask you, Mr. Vegas, after hearing that and where, where we are today, what what can you tell people when they have a challenge or something that they think is 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 
unreachable. What, what, what can you tell people? I mean, because you're a very positive person. Now, did that come from what happened, or you've always been a positive person? No, I've, I've not always been a positive person. I was actually, uh, you know, a, a really trash person in prison. But, um, uh, that you know, if anybody's in a situation or any problem stuff, I always tell them to, um, you know, I always say, look at any problem and get into it. Instead of looking at it like, man, uh, man, I'm in this jam or I'm in the problem, and you started looking at it, you know, in a downward spiral instead, look at it as a challenge, something you know, that the universe sent to you that you're going to accomplish, that you're going to, you're going to accomplish, you're going to overcome it. So all problems, look at them as challenges to overcome. And when you start looking at it like that, then, you know, instead of start thinking negative and start going down a spiral, a down spiral, you'll go up spiral because now you're starting to think, okay, now how can I better the situation? Okay. What do I got to do to overcome it? And then you go from there. It's always 90% mental and then, 10% physical when you go into those uh, dilemmas. How, so let me ask you, because um, when I was hearing the 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 audio, I noticed that he said the the cause number is 94, you know, whatever. So this is 94 when they first got you uh, convicted or come on? Yeah, no, actually I was convicted in 95. Oh, okay. Uh, the 94 comes from the, that was the time that they had re-indicted me. That's come from the, from the new re-indictment. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, you've been 18 years in prison? Uh, 19, actually. Damn, that's almost a generation. Yeah. <laughs> and, generation. And, and, and how was it, uh, how could, How did you deal with it in a, uh, emotionally? I, I find it difficult to, I mean, I don't know how I would deal with it, but, and, and I'm a pretty positive individual and, 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 and you know, educated individual, but uh, I just find it, remarkable that you could endure such a strain you know in that part it was mostly because i was um i was dead inside you know when i went to prison i didn't go to prison with the thoughts of i'm gonna fight my case and i'm gonna go home soon you know what i mean yeah they gave me that life sentence i basically thought my life was over so i went into prison with the mindset of i'm gonna be you know the best convict there is in here and uh i i didn't go with the mindset of i'm just gonna survive I went the, with the mindset that I'm going to succeed in this. I'm going to be an achiever in here, you know, whatever that was at that moment, you know, and uh, that's how I went in there. I like, literally, I, I was dead inside. I had no feelings or no remorse. You know, I would always uh, walk around. We used to, they used to give you time sheets, you know, to tell you what, you know, when your parole date is and, you know, when you can get out, you know, mindset nine, 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 nine on my parole date. Really? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, and then when it said the sentence, it was life, you know. So, you know, I always thought I was I was gonna die in prison. So, that's how I survived in there. Is that I really didn't think I was ever gonna go home, you know. Did, did, yeah. did it take a while, Mr. Vegas, from to try, to to uh, go from being in prison to free life? Let me explain why. Because I had a friend of mine, and he was he's ten years in prison. And one day when I was single years ago. And he can't come to my apartment and say, hey, bro, let's go, let's go eat. So I went, I walked out and he, he was behind me and he stopped. I'm like, hey, why are you stopping? He goes, I'm sorry, man. I just got so used to the guards telling me to go, to go to the door and go to the restroom. And I'm like, really? He goes, because he's brilliant. I mean, this is like maybe six months out of prison. And I'm like, to me, I've never, it didn't make sense. But now it makes sense that you 
such in the habit of somebody tell you what to do for, especially you 19 years. Holy smokes. But now like you're in, in that's the free why, world. George, that, that's why I was saying, George, that it, I mean, it was like two years or three years. It was, I mean, it's a lifetime. That's a lot, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. But how can you, how do you apply your experience to life where you're so positive now? So, cause I'm not lying to you folks. Check them out on Facebook. He, every, it's not one thing, even, uh, well, we'll talk about that, what happened with your son, your boy, but every post is positive. It's like, you know, and that's why I, that's why I like seeing your post. Cause I'm so used to social media, Mr. Mr. Vegas, negative, negative. Yours is, you're an ass, yours is, you're always positive. But how do you apply that? I mean, how, is there a switch or what, what how do you do that? No, you just uh, like I wasn't always that way. I, I wasn't always a positive person like that. I mean, it was like just like you said about your friend. Like when I first got out of, uh, and uh, you, you can probably see it in Dateline too. Like when I'm the first time I walk into a restaurant, you know, John Mimbella and and Amanda and everybody, you know, they're all walking in the restaurant, and I stop where the doors are at, and they they keep on walking, and then they they notice that I stop, so they turn around and look at me, and then. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm waiting for the buzzer, you know, because I'm always used to that. And then the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you get a, you get stuck with a lot of mindsets. But the only way that you can overcome that is I, I really had to change the way I thought. You know, I, I couldn't I, I realized, you know, being out, I realized that I couldn't think like a convict in the free world and succeed. Just like when I went into prison, I didn't know what to expect in prison. And uh, I became a convict in there. And I learned the rules and then I, I, you know, I did what I had to do. So in that aspect, when I came out, I realized, hey, I didn't I didn't go into prison with nothing. I mean, everything I was butt naked up, up to my boxes and socks was given to me by the state of Texas. I was not property of the state of Texas. I was a slave. And, so, and there is structure in there, isn't it? It's not as people think it's, it's very structured. What I mean by structure is each, each, uh, como dice, like the, the, the Mexicans, the whites. The, the African Americans, they're all they're all segregated, aren't they? Like, you, I mean, you gotta follow rules, don't you? Yeah, and and, and uh, you know, it's a, it's uh, back in the day when I first went in, it was real segregated like that. It's more, you know, um, the prison has grown so big that uh, the majority of the prisoners in there are not killers now. They're mostly just a bunch of party people that just kept screwing up, you know. Mm -hmm. So they don't have that much hate. Like when I first went in, you had nothing but you know thugs and everything in there, and everybody just out to get the other man. So it changed a lot since then, but yeah, it, was, it does have structure in there regardless. Um, the structure would depending on what prison you go to because every prison has a different one, you know. Did you have a? Did you have the opportunity to perhaps um, enhance your your life by uh, reading a lot or you know spending some time uh, educating yourself uh, in the prison? Oh yeah, uh, uh, that was my main thing because when I went in there, uh, I was really a, a, an idiot, you know. Uh, I had like an IQ of, um, I think it was like 7.3 or something. So, um, you know, I, I learned quick that I had to, you know, not just, you know, get physically fit to survive prison, but I also had to get mentally fit. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be that, that dumbass joker, you know? Mm -hmm. So I went to, I, I would actually pay people like coffee and stuff like that. So they can steal stuff from the, you know, from the education board. Cause they didn't want to give me an education cause I had a life sentence. So I would have, 
pay people to steal stuff from the schoolhouse so they can bring it to me. And then I'll pay another old school white guy to teach me how to pronounce words because I couldn't pronounce real good and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And teach me math and stuff. And then a lot of times, you know, I would read. A, I remember that old school guy told me, man, he said, if you read a thousand books and you consider us college. So I made it my goal to read a thousand books. And then after that, I just stopped counting. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you don't have nothing but time in there. So, you know, you do. I, I did a lot of that was my routine. I mean, every anybody who, who was locked up in there with me would tell you that, you know, that's that was what I did. I worked out a lot and, and I read a lot. And, you know, if I wasn't reading, I was working out. <laughs> well, that's amazing to me, uh, and I, I'm glad to hear that, and, um, and I hope that some of our listeners are listening to that because, you know, our kids need to understand that a, an educated individual is well worth a million dollars, you know, it doesn't matter, and you took it upon yourself to, to you know, without without being told, you know, you already knew that you needed to educate yourself too. But check this out, Mr. Bautista, I just, I just caught something, Mr. Mr. Rodriguez. You, you when you went in, you know your mindset was, I'm a lifer, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever. <clears throat> but you took it like Mr. Bautista was saying, you took it upon yourself to, you know what? I'm gonna read books. I want to. That's. I hope young people are watching this or listening. And when I say young people, because that's well, you're young and dumb. You know, yeah. drugs. I'm, I know. Excuse me, my allergies. I know people that drugs get caught like. Right now in Texas, marijuana, that's a, a high demographic of people going to jail. Just stupid, or fights. Hey, hey, bro, what are you looking at? Boom, vamonos. You know, just stupid stuff. They get in fights. And, but the thing is, they can rehab. They could teach themselves, like you said, to read, to enunciate, to do all this. It's like right now, I don't know if people know this, Mr. Vega, you're not a bum. You're working. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like you're just, you know, whatever, and food stand. That's why I appreciate that. That's why I wanted to bring on the on the, on the show, Mr. Rodriguez. But tell people, you know what? Hey, life might be hard, might be tough, but all of it, do make for yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, George, the, the part of that, part of that, you gotta attribute to the fact that he's educated. Uh, if he hadn't gotten a, an education on his own, he, you know, he he'd have a, a hard time probably getting a a, a job, you know, because it, that's the the way it is, you know, for for people coming out without without little skill. And he's, he taught himself, so it's amazing. I just, see, I, I, I like that because I like to be able to tell students, you have every opportunity without, you know, every opportunity, every, everything, at, all the resources at your disposal, and you don't take advantage of it, and here you are. You, you went to prison and, and uh, educated yourself. That's just, that's just amazing. So have you thought of like, like doing like a motivational speaker, or, or have you just thought of that because... Yeah. You have a lot to bring. You have a lot to bring, Mr. Vega. Yeah, everybody always tells me that uh, we, um, you know, and I, I do. Uh, we do do. I, I talk in colleges and stuff like that, and I talk in, uh, uh, you know, a lot of. Uh, uh, sometimes I, I, a lot of times I'm getting stuff from actually business people. You know, uh, they want me to talk in their business classes. You know, how strategizing and stuff like that because that's why I, I educated myself because I was strategizing how to be the best convict in there. You know, so. Yeah. Um, they they love the they love the strategies that I did um, when I was talking to them about it, and so I would teach classes on that too. Well, not like teach, but I'll speak on it. You know. How about, the, how about okay. the school school? Uh, uh, are you uh, you asked to to speak to the kids in school? I see that as being an educator, I I think that would be the best place for for you to be. Uh, you know, to hand out your information. Oh yeah, it's it's uh yeah I go to schools too. In fact, I'll, I'll be talking in uh, Hanks, 
uh, and the bully, uh, the bully program. Uh-huh. You're doing that next week too. Yeah. I talk in school stuff. I do that. Um, I do podcasts and every podcast I do, um, I bring a, per- a different personality into that podcast and it's not a different story. It's the same story, but I just tell it in a way that that audience would be able to understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, crazy enough to say, man, but Jesus taught me that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or I mean, not Jesus, uh, Paul. Uh, you know, I was always talking about, you know, be a Jew to the Jew, be a Gentile to the Gentiles. You know what I mean? And that's where I got that idea from, you know, where, you know, you tell the same story, but you, you you say it in a way that they can relate. So every podcast will have a, you know, a different version of me. But uh, yeah, and that's. Uh, but what, I, you, what, you're, what you're talking about, I'll give you an example, folks. Okay. Because when you're not introduced into that world, you don't know what, what like what he just said right now about strategizing and in, 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 in prison. I don't know. But hanging around my friend, and he told me all the stuff that went on. And he said, hey, bro, when I first went in, <clears throat> I don't know what they, what they called it when you were there, Mr. Vigas. But he said, the first thing they do is they teach you a scora. Like, mm-hmm. son, cora. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? He goes, they test you. Mm-hmm. They test you and see if you know, they, they, they mess with you or not. And I'm like, really? And so all this stuff. So what he's saying is what we got to do in real life. Strategize for our future. Not just yep. because oh, I'm this or I'm that. And so you're making good points. And now I also want to bring up another point is which is if you want to talk about this that's fine if you don't but getting that label what i mean by label folks me and mr me and, me and mr bautista are very very well uh, familiar with labels tags uh perceptions that like me and mr bautista are originally impaired so automatically they think we're stupid or they talk very high to us i, I ain't deaf no don't ask my wife but um she said i was half selective hearing but the point is when i say i'm visually impaired or blind Boom, right away. Oh, you're blind and porosito and no, 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 no. I don't like that bullshit. But, excuse me for my language. But the thing is, there, there was a story that came out, I think two or three weeks ago, I forgot when it was, Mr. You're in the, you're in the KBIA, Mr. Vigas, about your, your child. Mm-hmm. But the label, the header, the click, the clickbait was ex-murderer or ex-convicted murderer. And I thought that was very unfair. I, I got this very bad taste in my mouth with that because that's not fair because you did that you're done you're innocent but do you why do you have do you have do people come with you with that was that was that oh, that crap oh, yeah you know uh you know we, we they always come to me with that or you know they always tell you you um you know you you're you really guilty or you know you we get a, a shit load of death threats you know we get all kinds of death threats all the time there, that comes a dime a dozen but uh you know so i already grown used to it i mean i couldn't even I would try to be, uh, you know, they had me at the, I tried to join the school to be a Paul. I think it was called Paul. It was a program where, you know, parents can go in. I wanted for my daughter and then you spend the day with them at the school and stuff. Right. And then, uh, but they do a background check. So they did the background check and then it came out, you know, the the two capital murders came out and then they were telling me why I couldn't do it. And then, so I was like, well, I beat the case, you know, what the hell, how, how you know, if I'm beating the case, they show them in and they're like, no, still can't do it. So I, they, uh, I appealed it and nothing went down about it. And, um, well, you, you're always going to get that, that stigma, you know, or I go into a, you know, if I go to any military base, I'm always getting stopped, you know, that prison stuff comes up. I'm in the freaking back for like two, three hours. You, uh, so I'm already used to it. <laughs> How about when you like, when you go to, cause like I said, when I was hanging around with my friend and you know, they, it was a common conversation that, you know, he was in prison and there was always someone, well, not always, but sometimes there was someone to test him, just test him, you know, especially when they've been drinking and they're oh, trying yeah. to test him. I'm like, really? So, I mean, do they do that to you too? Just to be stupid? Just to like, 
Oh yeah, they do that all the time, and you know, and it's not just. A, I mean, you get people that get tested, and then you also got to remember that, man. Just because you change, that don't mean the next person changed. So, Amen. you know, you're always gonna get everything, you know, from the past that's gonna come back and try to bite you in the butt, you know. And so you're gonna get them dudes too, you know, and um, who felt they were done dirty, and now they wanna see, now they see you in person, and you know, they wanna go in and take it out. So you get those two, like I say, your your past always comes back at you. You're always gonna have to face it sooner or later. So, um, yeah, but, you then, but you're saying that. Okay, I'm glad you, you 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 said that. What can you tell people, Mr. Riggs? No matter what it is, if it's prison or if it's this or if it's that, or what can you tell people how to deal with it? Just say, because like my wife tells me, "Hi, babe, I don't know how you just let it go." I'm like, "You have to let it go. You have to let it go. Just let it go." You know. But how do you deal with that when somebody comes in, whatever it is, either it's in a school education or education, or you just go somewhere and somebody like, "Hey, aren't you this guy?" Or what do you tell them, or how do you just tell people to just, just relax? That's part of life and just deal with it. How do you do that? I really just make that case for them. Uh, uh, they always went, uh, um, and the people who know me was, <laughs> will verify it on me. Really, I mean, at first, you know, it was kind of, it kind of threw me out, but now I just made it into a joke. So when, when they always tell me, ain't you that guy? And then they're like trying to say who I am, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm that, uh, I'm that, uh, that double for my magic mic. <laughs> <laughs> there you know, part, part of that. Yeah, and it always knocks them off, right? It gets them off guard, and they're like, what? And then, yeah, you know, breaks the ice, and then that kind of, you know, lets us go into a good flow. Check out, check out, for those who don't know. One of the problems, though, George, there, I I think, is is that you've got to, you got to let go, and how you do it is by letting them have the problem because they want it to be your problem all the time. And what you're doing is you're saying, no, it's not my problem. You know, it's yours. If you if it's bothering you, it's your problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, what do you going for, Mister Vegas? I mean, now we're here. Okay. What do you see yourself in the future doing? Do you want to, like you said, go into multiple speaking? Do you just want to take care of your kids? Because you have three kids, right? Yeah, we got. I got four kids actually. Four I got kids. my oldest daughter. That's uh, she's already twenty six, and then I got the three kids that actually live with us. Twenty six. How old are you? I'm 45. Totally. <laughs> beep the age. Beep the age. I'm still telling everybody I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, what do you, so what do you see yourself doing in the future? I mean, because, you know, going forward, I mean, do you want to, do you want to feed into, I mean, what I'm trying to say is, you had your past, do you want to work on that? Like, have they talked to you about a movie or have they talked to you about anything like that? Because, I mean, what you've lived, it's a, it's a movie, I mean. Or yeah, that's what, uh, I mean, my, my future consists of, you know, uh, you know, we're doing, uh, you know, we got uh, like TV shows, uh, series, uh, we got all kinds of different uh, stuff, podcasts and stuff too, uh, YouTube stuff that we're doing. Uh, we do a lot of, uh, you know, fundraising. We do a lot of, we, we do work with a uh, proclaim justice. And then, uh, you know, with my work too, I work with Christina Monte Law Firm. And, uh, you know, that is really my, one of my main, main passions right now, because, uh, you know, like I always tell everybody, you know, working for 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 Christina Montes it helps me because I'm trying to help these people like I always tell everybody why do we have to wait till they get convicted and go do 15 years in prison and then bring them out mm-hmm. when we can do it before they get convicted and they don't have to go through all that 15 years or 20 years or 25 whatever how much time they did they don't have to go through all that because once we do all that time we come out we're never going to be normal no. so we can stop that before they have to go through that then that's what i've been putting a lot of focus on you know and that's why i love my job so much that you know i, I just 
I, I really see, I can't see myself doing nothing other than trying to save people from going to prison now, you know? I'd rather save them from going to prison right now at this moment in my life, you know, because if we can save them, man, we save generations, we save our daughters, yeah. we save mothers. I mean, there's people that die on you in there and all kinds of stuff. I mean, and, and like I said, once you go in, you come out, you're never the same. Not only that, Mr. Williams, but the, you, the impact to the to the family, like you, yeah, your kids, I, your you know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Uh, how is how is that affecting your, especially your oldest daughter? You know, that's what it is. I mean, like even with my oldest daughter, like we don't really have a good relationship because of that. You know, because she don't know who I am. You know, and uh, I've never been there for her, so I'm like a total stranger. You know, and and no matter how how much um, you know we can try to get together, you know, it's just always that. Uh, some type of you know friction of like i'm I'm a stranger you know and uh yeah. walls are up you know because she don't know what to think about me you know and so we oh, no, you know what hopefully honestly, <laughs> hopefully it's, time. it's it's difficult i can see that uh, uh you know uh having to 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 deal with with your uh, your daughter and and well, not just your daughter your you know your family yeah. You know, yeah and even like my kids you know like with these kids right here you know, I pick them up when they fall. You know, you wipe your tears when they cry. You know, I take them to Peter Piper's and we do all this stuff. And, you know, when I'm doing it, you know, I still got in the back of my head. I'm like, golly, man, I could never do this with my first daughter. You know, it's that negativity starts to creep in there. You know what I mean? I got screwed out of that. But then yeah. I got to flip it. And then I got to tell myself, well, yeah, you did get screwed out of that. But, I mean, what can you do? I mean, you can't do nothing about it. You got to <coughs> that screw your day up. You can, you know, you either make your own hell or your own heaven. Don't Amen. let that don't let that thought make make your day a hell. You know, your kids are laughing right now. They're enjoying you right now. Let, take advantage of what you have at that moment. Amen. I mean, the reason I say amen, Mr. Mr. Yeah. What I, yeah. See, I, just to give people a background on me and myself, that's why yeah. I understand. That part, I kind of understand about, hey, you know, give it, you could, how'd you say, yeah. you could either live in hell or live in, how'd you say that? Yeah, you can either, you can either live in hell or live in heaven. You know, it's all, hey, it's all what your What I mean mind. by that, what I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> but what I say is, when I was younger, I used, I used to see. In 2008, I started losing my vision little by little. And so people tell me, you know, I went you know, to the point where I had to get anxiety medicines and you know, I was suicidal. And, but people say, how do you go from not seeing to now? And I'm like, like you just said, you live in heaven or live in hell. To me, just it is what it is. Part of life, I got, I got to process it, deal with it. And, I, you know, every day I live with, you know, not, not seeing. But hey, shit could be worse. I mean, it can't be worse, you know? And, and, for you, you know, you're in the free world and you yeah. can help people. That's the best and, thing. And part of it, though, George, too, is that um, right now he's, like he says, you know, he, he's a stranger to his daughter. But, you know, when she matures, she becomes, yeah. uh, he gets older, she'll see the light. Uh, I, I'll tell you that because, mom, you know, I, I, I don't know if George knows it, but my, my, mother, my father ended up going to jail because he, he killed my mom. So it, it took, it, it was, it's, it's a horrible thing that, that he did, but I understood what, what he did and why. I, my, some of my other relatives, my uh, daughter, uh, sisters didn't, you know. Uh, that's the difference between accepting and, and understanding, you know. Uh, you forgive, you might not forget, but you forgive. And I think that's, that's, that's going to happen. That's going to happen with you and your, your daughter. She'll for. You know, she'll come back and say, "Well, you know, I didn't know you then, but I, I know you now." You know, mm -hmm. it's gonna happen. I, I, I truly really believe that, Mr. Vegas. You know, because oh, I mean, right. she's the positive person you are. Oh, talking about, I, I, I wanted to mention this before I forget. Did you 
I did I read your post your Facebook post that you were with Willie Nelson? Oh yeah, we went uh, we went out to Austin uh, for a fundraiser, and, and uh, he was playing in a in a backyard where we had it at. Did, really? Did you, did you sing the the I'm on the on the road again with him or what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're really like. Um, he's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's already in his eighties. You know, so they were really kind of. Um, yeah. They didn't have too many people buy him, you know, because of uh, Corona and everything. But it was yeah. it was beautiful to just see him just get out there, just him by himself, not a band, not no pressure. It's just in a backyard. The backyard was huge, beautiful. It looked like it looked like something out of a badass movie, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. The catering, the food, and everything. I mean, it felt like we were felt like we were in heaven. You know, he's quite a character, and 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 I guess you already know this, but every time he he gets on that bus and goes, uh, they, they stop him there at the. At the, it's a checkpoint. Uh, checkpoint. <laughs> they always, they, they, you know, he's like you. They, 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 they just because you know they uh, they found uh, marijuana, you know, one one time or whatever on his bus. Now every time he stops at Pobre, you know, they 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 stop him for that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a situation where, and, and and part of it is I think is because he's such a star that they want they want his autograph and all that, and they get that opportunity to stop him but he's he's quite a character man he's, yeah i believe it so before we leave mr vegas do you want to promote something or tell people what you're doing next or is there like you said podcast or a youtube channel because i mean I, I want to get the opportunity to for people to hear more of you because i i think it's, they should because they get a lot of life lessons from this we're going to start a, a podcast pretty soon with a friend, but uh, we haven't, we're just barely getting the ideas. But uh, mostly, you know, we're going to go ahead and uh, go off, man. Most I just want to tell, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, anybody out there that got family members that are uh, just what you were saying there, uh, uh, brother, you know, you get that what it is, it's a stigma that you get on you. You know what I mean? When you come out and when you come out, so even though you're free, you know, you're not really free, free, you know, and it's called the invisible prison. And uh, I just want anybody who's going through that invisible prison, just know, you know, that it's not always going to be dark days. I mean, after a while, you'll learn how to deal with it in a way where you flip it on people and then the aggression turns into friendliness, you know, and I do that all the time and doors always open, you know. Yeah. So just always remember that wherever state of mind you are right now, it's not like that forever. You know, it's I tell people like, well, you said break the ice. You, know, you said about you tell people, oh, I know you, I know you. You said about Magic Mike. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do. I kind of break the ice too with people because you don't know how to approach that. Like, how do I approach this? Like you, how do, how do I approach him or me? But uh, what I tell people is, hey, have you ever seen a, a Stevie Wonder's home? Like, no, I haven't. He goes, don't worry, he hasn't either. <laughs> Almost right away, you know, they start laughing, and that's what I'm saying. I just you gotta break that ice and you know break yeah. that, that tension. But, uh, but anyways, Mr. Vegas, I man, it's an honor. Thank you so much for for being part of our show. I do appreciate that. Um, yes, if you ever want to come back for anything, you're more welcome. Mr. Bautista, before we leave, do you want to say anything, sir? Yeah, I just like, you know, to say that I, I, I'm really amazed at, at the type of individual that he has and that he has developed into. And I want to praise him for that. And I, I hope that he will continue to uh, live a positive life and, and you know, educate as many of our kids as, as he can, because I think he's got a great uh, message. Thank you. Know, you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, great message, that's for sure. So everyone, next week, 2 o'clock, Cruz Morales from the Barrio Boys Club. Uh, he's uh, They do programs for kids in the Barrio, bas basketball, football, all this good stuff. And I think that what you're saying, too, kind of correlates what you're doing, Mr. Vegas, is show the kids, talk to them. And you too, Mr. Bautista, educate the kids. Don't do this. 
Don't be stupid. Because, I mean, I've seen, I don't know why, because I guess because I was a criminal justice major, you know, I see a lot of shows or hear a lot of shows on YouTube about kids that are going the wrong way. They think <coughs> the street life and the thugs and, you know, the, the guns and, and YouTube videos is, is or on Facebook Live is cool. And, I mean, you're just, that's just being, bringing them problems and you end up in prison. Let me ask you this, Mr. Vegas, before we go. And be honest, are kids, do kids, little kids want to go to prison? Or young men want to go to prison? And yeah, have- you, have, you have a lot of people who think, you know, going to prison is a cool thing, you know? And they don't realize what they're going to step into. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to get spanked. But, um, yeah, you get that a lot. You know, they, they always, you always get them idiots that think uh, prison is going to be a walk in the park. It's going to be one of them American me movies. Oh, no. Trust me. Like I said, my friend would tell me stories. And there's yeah. some stories he told me, Mr. Reagan, like, ah, damn. Really? You were down my son of a gun. But anyway, money? Oh, yeah. But like I said, if you really like a lot of kids, what I really, you know, what really is going to help a lot of these, you know, trouble kids, uh, you know, is outside of education is showing them a new world. Because that's what happened with me. You know, all I knew was my barrio. You know, I just knew that area that I lived in and all that. Once John Mimbella came into the picture and and, and, and all that, and I came home and, and, and my sister and my mom, they showed me this whole different world out there. You know, when I was in Nashville, in prison, I would read National Geographic and it opened my eyes to this whole new world. So my mind came out of this little hood and went into how big this world is. And that's the problem with a lot of these people in the hood is that they just, it's not that so much as the, you know, the, the main problem is that they don't see outside of that. If we can bring them to see outside of the hood that it's a bigger world than just three blocks, you know, yeah, yeah. and we'll, 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 we'll be doing damage, man. A lot of these kids will change. Yeah. Either to the art, oh, for example, uh, what the Mr. Uh, Morales is doing with the Barrio uh, Sports Club is, you're right, and they're, and they're talking about that because, you know, if you're not, uh, exposed to that life, folks, and I, I was a little bit when I was younger. You know, that uh, the barrio and the gang, the father lives back in the day. I don't know if you're still around. Um, Orale and all this, the gang sign. If you're not exposed to it, I, I got I'm gonna lie to you. <clears throat> I had a friend of ours that would stay with me when I was in high school, and one day he came home, like, Hey, bro, let me show you how to shot, shot off shotgun. I'm like, Orale, and you know, you know what? Nah, you know, I'm not gonna mess with that stuff. But the point is, I went into you know, when I went to school, I, I found out, like you say, an avenue, a different avenue. When with like there's sports now, there's 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 technology, there's art for kids to go into. And you're right, Mr. Big, just show them that, give them a little taste of it, and hopefully they'll go that way and not be these these idiots doing you know just gang signs and all this. Cause that's not gonna go nowhere. I'm sorry. I mean, I hope I don't get my butt kicked for that. But <laughs> but it, you know, <clears throat> the thug life or the the street life is not it's not good. It's gonna you end up either dead in prison or. In the streets, and that's not the life, man. Well, I'm George, you. I tell my kids, and you know, my I have three boys, and all three of my sons have been successful. But I always told them, you know, that uh, it's good to be street smart, but yes. not to get involved with a, you know, with, with a situation. Because I, I grew up in El Paso. I grew up, you know, in, in downtown. I sold newspapers, and I was I saw everything. You know, I was around everybody, all that stuff. But I was smart enough. You know, I was street smart, and I. And I knew what what was right and what was wrong and where I would end up if I didn't, you know, do the right thing. So I, I just think what he's doing is is fantastic. I think it'll it'll draw the kids. Hopefully, uh, the, some of those kids will will realize that you know, hey, like he says, prison is not what you think it is. That's not. Where, where, where'd you grow up, Professor? I hadn't asked you at the beginning of the show. Where'd you grow I, up? I grew up in a, a central northeast area, Manhattan Heights, okay. and, uh, and um, uh, Devil's Triangle. 
And uh, yeah, what's going on? That's what I was thinking about. Oh then, yeah, oh, my yeah, lord. Yeah, yeah. By smelter like, town, was... huh? Nerded, nerded. All right. So, anyways, for, uh, folks, um, like I said, thank you, sir. I'm giving you a salute. For thank you. Doing what you're doing, being positive, showing those kids that you know there's other other things to do if you really want to do it. You know, get into it, arts, school, or sports, whatever. Doesn't matter. Something else other than the streets, you know. Mr. Bautista, thank you, yes, sir. sir. We'll see everyone next week and later. Bye-bye. Bye, Mr. Bye.